When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Rich Lowry, the editor of the National Review, Political NBC, a tremendous Monday morning guest on this show, said to join me. Rich, you heard that. You saw that. That was, I know it, it, it's crazy to say it's unbelievable because we said a lot about Joe Biden, but that was unbelievable. No? It must be the first time in the history of the United States the president has publicly said, I could get a disease. <laughs> Thanks, thanks, Mr. President. Uh, I mean, he's already got one disease, that uh, Trump derangement uh, disorder. Yeah. That's one disease. But on a serious note, I mean, he, he didn't instill any confidence in the American people that, A, he's okay, B, he can combat any of his issues, and C, he could have a run again. None of it. Yeah, no, it was a, a, a mumbly, wandering answer to a question of, of uh, whether he's up for the job. And I think basically in uh, after um, November 11th, he becomes, in effect, a lame duck. I mean, everyone will know he's not going to run again. He's not going to have the majorities, I think, either in the House or the Senate. And he's going to be dead in the water. And, the, and then the you know Hunger Games begin, um, whether it's Kamala or, or Pete or, or Gavin or, or whatever, and how they actually push this, this guy aside or he decides to step aside on his own. It'll be, it'll be fascinating to watch. Not good for the country. The other guy, Donald Trump, uh, intimated this weekend on Saturday he's going to do it again. He actually said to Brian Kilmeade on Friday, if you're Pence or any one of these folks who served for him, and worked with him, and you even consider running, forget about it. That's basically treason. That's disloyal. Don't even think about it. But the bigger question for Trump is right now, not when is he going to announce he's going to run, because he's going to run. What do you think he does with the January 6th subpoena? Do you think, A, he complies? Do you think, B, he tries to negotiate? What do you think, C, he says, F you, I'm not doing anything about it? The, the latter, he, he's not, he's not going to show up there, and, and it's going to go away. I mean, in, in January, they no longer have the um, majority, so he, he can just string it out. So that, that was all symbolism. The January 6th committee didn't know how to try to end with a bang, so they, they did this ridiculous subpoena that's going nowhere. So you do think it's the last of the three? He's not going to do anything with it? No. I mean, it, w- it would be amazing, right, if he just said, yeah, I- I'm showing up tomorrow. and l- l- Let's do this thing. Um, that would be great theater. But he- he's not going to do that, and they're, they're not going to be able to enforce it against him. And it's, it's going away because the, the uh, Democrats will no longer be in charge, you know. And there either won't be a January 6th committee um, come January, or it'll be repurposed to something else. So when do you think he will? Because, again, he-, he wouldn't answer Brian Kilmeade if I asked you the same question, which I will now. When do you think he will announce he's running officially? Um, I don't know. I don't know what's best for his interest in terms of whether he goes first and tries to just box everyone out and, you know, say you're, you're, a, you're a traitor. I'm going to destroy you if you get in or if he kind of waits and tries to freeze um, the field and um, uh, you know, have everyone wait to see what he's doing. And then he can afford to wait much longer. It's not like he needs to get a national campaign up and going. He can do it in 12 hours, six hours immediately, really. Um, but his, his interest is actually to have as big a field as possible, um, just to, to fragment the rest of the vote and to ensure, you know, he's at 49 now. Um, if he's at 49, you know, in uh, 
um, early 2024, he's just sweeping everything. It doesn't matter. But if he loses some altitude, you know, gets down to, to 40 or something, it, it helps to have – you don't want to be running against just one or two alternatives. You want to be running against a big field. Let's talk about the rest of these races. I did see a lot of John Fetterman this weekend talking once again about his medical records. Uh, I did not see a lot of Herschel Walker this weekend, but uh, some Arizona stuff came out, obviously. Uh, Lake was talking this weekend, too. Uh, Give me uh, your opinion on some of these other races, the Senate races specifically around the country. Well, it's looking much better than it than it did, and I, you know, I, I'm not. This is not what I'm predicting, but you could see a scenario where Republicans pick up 53, 54 seats. Now that they're still all real close, but we had Oz finally, uh, the first poll where he hasn't been trailing. He was tied, which is just a sign of where that that race is is heading. That one's a toss up. By the way, but do you think that's more of Dr. Oz doing a good job, or more likely an indictment of this psychophenomenon? <laughs> I think it's both. You know, I think Oz, he's not the guy I would have picked to run for Senate in Pennsylvania. You know, a in a working class state, you're going to run a uh, a celebrity doctor who's a, a Turkish citizen. Right. It, that doesn't make any sense. But <laughs> and who lives in New Jersey, by the way. <laughs> yeah. But he's worked really hard. He's a learner. Uh, his campaign staff is good. Um, and and he real, he's realized that it's not about him. It's about Fetterman. It's about dragging Fetterman down. And then Fetterman has all these vulnerabilities on crime, on other issues, and obviously on his um, uh, health state. So assuming Fetterman shows up Tuesday, I think that debate is Tuesday, that it's just the, the stakes of that one will be enormous. Herschel, you know, I think there's no way you got to get to 50 to get a uh, avoid a runoff in Georgia. I don't think there's any way, even if Warnock's ahead on election night, that Warnock gets to 50 with Kemp. You know, Kemp's going to stomp Stacey Abrams. Um, and I, I do think there's an outside chance that maybe Herschel will be ahead and get to 50. But I think that one's probably heading to a runoff. Wisconsin's looking good. That's a hold they need. Uh, Nevada's looking good. That's a pickup. And then, you know, you get the reach states, um, slight reach states like Arizona, where, where Kerry Lake you know, um, said I try to be accountable as a pundit and admit where I'm r- wrong. I thought she was a, you know, Republican Party of Arizona was writing a suicide note by nominating her. Mm-hmm. Turns out to be a, a just a star. Yep. <laughs> just, yep. She's yep. going to be a star for years. Yep. I mean, she is a, a practice performer. She's unflappable. She's attractive. She's uh, uh, canny. She um, now it's a still a close race, but I think she's going to win, and she might help get Blake Masters over the top there. This is where uh, Sid Rosenberg admits his. Uh, flaws. All I heard about was she's attractive. That's all I heard about. Uh, <laughs> Tulsi Gabbard, Christy Nome, give me some lake. Uh, and all those things do matter, by the way. Uh, tonight, there'll be a gubernatorial debate down in the state of Florida between Ron DeSantis. He's going to wipe out Charlie Crist. Yep. But they've got a debate tonight. But here in New York tomorrow night, New York Spectrum 1, I guess that idiot Errol Lewis will moderate it. You got the one and only debate between our friend Lee Zeldin, and public enemy number one in New York, Kathy Hochul. This is the only one she would do. And I saw a poll yesterday which that actually had not Zeldin yep. catching up, but Zeldin leading in that race. What do you think? Yeah, so you know, I wouldn't say he's ahead necessarily. You've got to look at the averages, but it's definitely closing. That's the first public poll we've seen with him ahead. And another debate, just huge stakes. And you know, he's got a very good case to make. She has zero case to make. The uh, crime continues in New York. They're doing this symbolic thing of a bunch of new cops on the subway. Not symbolic. I mean, that's important. But they're only doing it because she's in danger of losing. So if it's a big Republican night, he he could easily could get over the top.
All right. So would you go as far as saying right now you think he's going to win? You're not there yet. Not yet. Not not there yet. But no. I've, I've been steadily getting closer, Sid. You've been working me closer and closer. <laughs> I keep throwing the body punches, you know, Rich. So staying away from the head right now. Uh, on a very depressing note, although very, very, very predictable, your baseball season is over, and a lot of Yankee fans are like, we got to get rid of everybody. Fire Boone, get rid of even Judge Epham, 62. He strikes out every bat in the postseason. <laughs> and they're going crazy this morning. Look, Houston's better. They've been better for a long time. I'm not sure Boone could have figured out a way to beat these guys. Maybe that's on Cashman. I guess it is. He, uh, you know, uh, constructed the team. What are your thoughts on the Yankees moving ahead, knowing you just can't beat Houston, can't beat them? Yeah, so I I did not watch last night. I went to bed early. I knew what was going to happen. I I didn't think necessarily they'd lose um, uh, last night, but they they would lose, you know, in five, even if they got got past game four. So, yeah, they're just not as good. I think maybe if they're entirely healthy – they they have a shot, you know. If they, they I mean, they they lost a lost an, uh, enough relievers to stock like one or two really good bullpens just for the guys yeah. who were down, and then they could have used Benetetti and Lemayhu could make some more contact. But still, I think even that then the Astros are just better. Um, it's depressing, you know. We, we've actually lost ground since 2017. <laughs> really, have. It's true, uh, but uh, should be a very exciting World Series between the Phillies and the Astros, which nobody's going to watch. Uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> go Phillies. Yeah, I know, right? The, how, about, how about they fire Joe Girardi? The last time the Yankees won a World Series, you have to go back 13 years ago to 2009. Joe Girardi was the manager. Joe Girardi started this season as the manager of the Phillies. Yeah. He was god-awful. They fired him and haven't lost a game since. <laughs> yeah, no, it's amazing. But, you know, you have power in pitching the way the Phillies do, and yeah. uh, it, it can happen. And the Yankees have power. It just uh, They just can't hit the Astros. No, so. they hit like a 180 for the series, which is ridiculous. Uh, you hit 400 this morning, Rich, and you always do. You are the Ty Cobb of Monday Morning Radio. <laughs> Thank you so much for another great right. appearance. Thank, Thank you, Rich. All right. Thanks. My friend, Rich Lowry, National Review, of course, Politico, NBC, a great Monday morning guest here on Bernie and Sid. If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at at info at gobbolaw.com. Gobble Law, where winning is no accident.